Welcome back, everybody. This is the Blackwash Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. And today we've been, we're, we're going to talk about something that I think is really important. This past week, I've been working crazy fucking hours, and I really just thought to myself, and I talked to Destiny, and I was like, you know what we should talk about? We should talk about work-life balance. And the reason why I wanted to talk about work-life balance is... For those of you who don't know this, I, I live with my dad and my dad and I, I kind of take care of him and stuff like that. And I, and sometimes I feel guilty because I work so much so that I could be able to afford certain things for him. But I feel like I neglect him. I feel like I don't spend enough time with him. And like I said, it's gotten me thinking more about how do people assess their work-life balance? How do people think about, let me allocate the time to do my personal shit and, and hold that as equal importance as my everyday nine to five. Because I personally think people tend to hyper-focus on work like myself and worry less about making time for your family. And I think that, and if we really think about it, I think that's the type of stuff that matters. DJ, what's your thought? First of all, what is a work-life balance? <laughs> I, I think too, like I am like involved in like a hundred different things. So like when I try to balance all the things that I'm part of and things that I'm not doing outside of work are pretty much affiliated with work. I don't really have time. Like I try to make like a point to like be there for friends, our family, but it's really hard. And I can't even imagine having like my personal family, like a kid, like husband, all of that. I just don't even think that it's feasible. And I spoke to a friend that I interned with in law school and she worked at like the PD's office where they pretty much like sell that. You can have a work-life balance, but also they want you to be like in a tribe with all of your, all of the other attorneys and then do all these events and go to all of these bonding things and then also do stuff for the community. And it's just like, when do you have time to drop your kids off at preschool? It's not even, it's not even realistic at all. You know what? It's funny that you said that. Cause I was, I, I was preparing for a financial literacy course, like presentation that I was going to see yesterday and I was talking to my friend before and like before I was getting ready for it and they were and he was like so like what's your plan like what are you going to tell them is your plan and I said like well I've always envisioned that like initially like at least through my 30s like I'm just going to grind super hard and then like hopefully by my mid 40s to early 50s like I could really enjoy the fruits of my labor and he looked at me as seriously as you could look at somebody and he goes who says you're going to get 40s and 50s? Mm. That is such a good point. Like, we see people getting out sh out here, like, shot and killed every day. Like, our age. Yeah. Like, wild. And I'm so like that. Like, I'm just saying, like, I say to myself, like, I want to experience what I want to experience. I want to travel where I want to travel. I want to get this because we do know, like, tomorrow isn't promised. And for me, I guess as, like, a woman... I feel like I want to experience like having kids and like being a mom, but also even though like I make like a decent income, like I definitely don't feel like I could support a family, which also brings in 
a question that I talked to you before we started recording is I don't understand how people, I guess you don't plan to have kids in a family. You just do it. But people that are, you know, just, you know, making ends meet, like how can you afford to have a kid and do childcare and get pampers and clothes and everything for your kids? Like you have to sacrifice so much for yourself. And then it's just like, you have to pick up on work and that just takes away your work-life balance and you don't even get to spend time with your kids because you're always working and trying to support them. Literally none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) No, to be honest with you, you're completely right. And like kind of in keeping with what he said is like, who says you have 40s and 50s? I think there's so many people who are kind of taking that approach that I've taken where it's like, oh, if I grind now, I can really just enjoy it later without really realizing that again like that later isn't promised so kind of on the on the thing as far as with your kids i i work with a guy who works super duper hard so his wife can stay at home and his daughter can have whatever uh she wants and then he was like oh well, i'd be looking forward to the point where like later in my life i can do these things and really be with them and go on trips and stuff like that and it, and it goes back to this idea of like you're missing so many moments on the time that you do have, which is the here and the now, banking on this potential future you who has more money, who has the ability to be more flexible in their schedule. But that time might not ever come. And if somebody told you that for sure 100%, they knew that time wasn't gonna come, you wouldn't spend your time the way you're doing now. You would spend your time you know, with your kids, creating going on memories. trips, doing, creating memories, living life. And one of my biggest fears is having the mentality that I have right now and then not being able to see the fruits of my labor, not being able to get to a point. At least when you have kids, you could say like, hey, if I don't get to experience these things, at least I set my kids up to enjoy the things that that are the fruits of my labor. But being someone who doesn't have kids, it, it would seem kind of like a wasted time. Like I just wasted years of my life if I was so hung up on putting myself in a comfortable financial position for years that I don't in, end up being on earth. And like, and I feel like so many of us are, you know, we live to work instead of working to live. And we, we go, we punch a clock. I always tell people all my days look the same. I wake up at the same time. I do the same things. My schedule is so monotonous. And then like when I go to the weekend, it's like sometimes it almost feels like there has to be an event. It has to be somebody's birthday. It has to be something special, quote unquote, for me to have something that breaks me out of that everyday routine of, okay, Monday through Friday, go to work. Uh, you know, Saturday, Sunday, maybe hang out with my dad, watch some football games and then get ready back for the work day, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just all cyclical. And that's not really living life. That's not really experiencing things. And, but here's the thing, there's this fear in me that if I didn't live this way, I'd be fucking myself over in the future where it's like, okay, now I'm working until I'm 80 because I didn't put away enough money or I didn't do enough things the right way in my early years. Yeah, it's kind of like programming and it's pretty much basically like built on like what this country's foundation is. It's just work, 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 work. Where other countries we look at how their setup is and how they treat their citizens and they give them so much time off so that they like pay time off so that they can, you know, make memories, travel, take holidays. 
that they call it in Europe. A shorter work week. A lot of other countries yes, have they do like week. the four day work week, like all this stuff to promote like work life balance. Where here it's like, you know, like say slavery is abolished, but like we're literally like a slave to like these corporate companies trying to, you know, live the quote unquote American dream. And uh, all we're doing is working, literally. Yeah. And like, I would even talk to some people that I know. I'm like, oh, and I have a little bit more flexibility in my position, but I, I'll talk to some people. Some people will be like, oh, let's go grab lunch this, you know, on Wednesday or something like that. And they're like, oh, well, where can we go? Because I only have this hour to fit it in. Or like, you know, I got to go be back on the clock. And I think that's one luxury that I've, I've never even really fully had taken the time to appreciate that, like, I have a little bit of flexibility. Like if I'm gone for two hours for lunch, it's not the worst thing in the world as long as I'm still getting my work done. And I have realized that so many people don't even have that luxury to be able to build things around there. And then I can leave a little bit early on a Friday to go catch my nephew's football game. So I'm not just missing like all the things that, you know, life has to offer and all the moments uh, of building with family and friends. But it just feels like I, I feel like so much of me is being taken out of the work week that by the time I get to the weekend, it's like very far and few between the times that I really get to do things that are just for me, like things that I really wanted to do all week. It's very rarely do I just get to Friday, Saturday and Sunday and be like, oh, now I get to do that. Good. Thank God that I love football. And and that gives me great comfort and relief because if I if I didn't have football and like in the weeks that I don't have football it seems like gosh you know it's not that life sucks but life could be a whole lot fucking better yeah like you don't even have enough time to respond to like our cousin group chat that we have you never text back like you work so much you don't even have a chance to look at your phone it's crazy to be honest oh. the only time I really text and this is gonna probably be troubling to you it's like the only time I really text is when I'm on the toilet at work. Okay, at work? At work, if I'm if if I'm on the toilet at work, because I have my own little private bathroom that I use. Like if I'm at work, that's the only time I really like am on my phone. Other than that, I'm trying to get as much work as done. Because like I said, I don't have a traditional nine to five where because I'm salaried. Like I'm, I don't have like oh I have to clock in this many hours. It's like oh I got to get these. Like this is, you know, you're in the legal profession. Like this has this deadline. But I'm not this a legal profession where I have to bill. You don't have to bill hours. Cause yeah, I don't. I don't have to bill hours. I don't have to bill hours, but I definitely have stuff that I was like, you know, you have deadlines. You like, oh, we need to have this filed by Friday, or you know, stuff like that. So sometimes I have to work longer hours, and then sometimes I don't have to work as long of hours. Yeah. So this is like what kind of thought I had. So you know how like. I think what's a great example is how we grew up. I don't like, we are pretty much, we grew up middle-class and our parents were always working and we would be like, we would always be like together and we were able to like do stuff and like, you know, have memories amongst ourselves, but- Catalina of, Island. A lot of time, <laughs> no, yeah. We would have vacations every now and then, but after school, like what comes to mind is like, we were just like by ourselves, like playing, doing homework by ourselves. And even though like our parents wanted to give us a life that, you know, like was better than the average person. Like we went to like pretty good schools and was able to go to college and things like that. But we didn't sit at the table and do homework with our parents. 
And I feel like people that are probably like lower income were able to get those opportunities because they weren't really focused on, you know, having like a big, huge house or putting their kids in private school or like having like this kind of fashion and going on these elaborate trips and they spend more time making memories with their kids, you know, being more hands-on and involved. So do you feel like there is like, a correlation between like wanting more and like robbing yourself of like family time. No, I, I absolutely do. And I, and I, you certainly know this, like when my mom was working back in the day, she like had a shower at her office. She had a, a thing, a, simply a couch she could sleep on if need be like, that's how much she works. And like, I remember the first time I slept over a friend's house and like they had dinner like all at the table together and i was like what the fuck everybody doesn't just grab their food and go to their room and eat and it's yeah. like and it's like no and then i'm like and then you know my mom like god bless her soul like i'm like wait your mom cooked today like she like she just like made a family meal and everybody sat down and ate and they were like uh yeah i was like how often do y'all do this like pretty much every day it's like it's rare that we eat out and i'm like I feel like I was raised on fast food. Puppies, Chinese yeah. food. Like I, I was raised on, and like it was always my brother and I, and it was like, whether we have our after school activities like football or something, my dad would pick us up and be like, okay, where do you guys want to go to eat? And you got to pick, you got to pick one. It's like, and I'll be like, I want this. And my brother would be like, I want that. And they were like, hey, you guys got to come to agreement on one of them. I'm only going to one of these places. So seeing the, like the, and, and and granted, there's certain things that I guess people envy on both sides. I'm sure like there's a lot of the people who I went to their house when they saw my house and saw the things that we were blessed to have, they were like, damn, I wish I would have had that. And then when I see the things that they had, like, oh my gosh, you guys are around each other more. I wish we that is so perspective. I'm sure like all your friends were like, what? You have a whole basketball court at your exactly, house? Exactly, exactly. And a no. swimming pool? That's like, the thing. And then you're like, said. what? Your mom cooks dinner for you? <laughs> exactly. And it's just like, it's, it's when you really think about perspective, putting things in perspective. And it's also like, a lot of times you think you're doing something for somebody else, but are you? Like, I know my a lot of the reasons why my mom worked so hard is because she wanted us to do well. But part of me wanted her to be able to attend a school play if I was in it or to go to a ball game that I was a part of and stuff like that. A lot of the things she wasn't able to do because she worked so hard, but then she's like, oh, well, they have the game that they want. They have all these other things. They're, they go to really good schools. Like I'm doing this for them. And she was, she was 100% doing it for me. And I, I think I, as I became an adult, I adopted her perspective where like for my kids, I would prefer to provide them with the same type of lifestyle I had versus some of my friends had who did get the benefit of that more family time because I'm just seeing the the doors that are open and the positions that I've been in I mean certainly in a perfect world you'd like to be able to do all of those things you'd like to be able to to make a shit ton of money and spend a, a great deal of time with your kids but it doesn't seem like that is always realistic no a hundred percent and it doesn't matter like even I mean in my opinion whether I know a lot of people feel like yeah you get more time and you get um, more leeway and opportunity like if you're an entrepreneur and you work for yourself but even then like I feel like your life is constantly like networking and working and trying to build deals because you know you can only rely on yourself whereas opposed to like if you have a salary but I know the goal is to you know create your own income and create different streams of income which comes along with being busier 
And even though you have to do, like, even though you probably have the leisure to travel and go all these places, when you do have children, like they need to be in school, they need to have some consistency, like a schedule, because even that, like, is the same thing, like, unless you're like homeschooling them on the road, which also takes time. It's just like a lose-lose situation, I feel like. And no, I, I completely agree. And I think and I've, if I've spoken to people, because you know me, you always say I'm weird for that. I have a lot of friends who are not just older. Like a lot of people say they have friends that are older and, and they're like, they're my age, they're 29, almost 30, and their older friends, at their oldest might be in their 40s. I've talked to, you know, I have friends who are like in their 70s or in their 80s, and I'm talking about people who are really old. And one of my one of my friends I was talking to, and he was and he was saying, as he looked back on his life, one of the things that he regrets is that he worked so like hard and so much that he doesn't think he has the type of relationship with his kids that traditional people have. Like traditional people, like he was like, would have like a long thing they would say about their dad. Like, oh my God, I had the coolest dad, yada, yada, yada. We did so many fun things. And he goes, I feel like the only thing that like my kids would have been able to say about me is one, that I was a little bit strict and two, that, I worked hard to get them things. But as far as the memories, like they just weren't there. And even to this day, like I said, he's in his eighties now and I'll be over there. And it seems like he and I have a better rapport than him and his daughter or him and his son. And it's just like, because they know the man that they've always known, which was this guy who had to go to work and stuff like that. And when I met him, he was just an older guy who had all this free time. And so it was a different perspective. And it was like, I don't want to say he was sad, but he, he truly looked back at his life and was like, if I could have done things differently, I wouldn't have always been so strict and I would have, uh, and I would have, would have taken the time to really be interested in the things that my kids were interested in. Yeah, I totally understand that. There's two things I want to say just for people that are listening, like you're totally not lying. Like you do have senior citizen friends <laughs> that you'd be like, oh, I have to go to my friend's house. He wanted me to come over for dinner. Like literally like a friend, which is so weird because you're like in your twenties and that's psychotic. But <laughs> anyway, actually it just shows the kind of person you are. But like, also what I was going to say is like, yeah, that makes sense. We get older and people, I think like a big one is our parents were always like, you can never put us in like a senior citizen home. Like you need to come and take care of me. But in situations like that, it's usually situations like that where, you know, they're like a little bit wealthier and they end up putting their parents in homes. But it's just like, you didn't have that kind of relationship with them to be like, yes, I want to take care of you. And I want to do all this and you can be completely dependent on me. It's just easier. Like you have the money and you're just like, yeah, I'll let somebody else take care of you because we don't have that kind of relationship anyway. No, absolutely. And I, and it's so crazy. Um, I don't know if I share this with our listeners, but um, uh, Destiny, you of course know that, like, I still, you know, do a lot of things for my dad that, you know, as he's, you know, in his seventies, there's a lot of things that he depends on me for. And like, I couldn't imagine a situation where like my dad would need something and I'd be like, um, well, can't really do that for you. Like, sorry. Like I couldn't imagine that situation. Cause I feel like he was always such a present father, even though, like I said, our parents did work a lot. And the same thing with my mom, even though like she worked a bunch, I, I couldn't, I used to joke about it. Like, and be like, Oh, you guys are both going to the old folks home. But like, I could never imagine actually 
doing that to my parents. And I feel like so many people are quick to do that because like you said, they didn't build those type of relationships. And then at the end of the day, when, you know, I remember just being like at my mom's funeral and my grandparents' funeral. And when you hear, you know, a child talk about their parents and you think about things from that type of perspective, you, you really realize it's never really about the things you had growing up. And, you know, yeah, you, you remember how hard they worked in life, but you, you remember other things too. And I'd be curious to see, and I, I mean, I, I definitely don't want to test this theory out anytime soon. I'd be curious what like, like your mom would have to say about uh, grandma and grandpa when, when they, when they go, like when the things that they talk about, because, you know, our parents didn't grow up, you know, with yeah, these- that, that's the key thing. Like our parents grew up completely different from us. So it was like yeah. their main goal was to give us everything that they didn't have, which I feel like exactly. they did a great job at doing, but like things that they did with our grandparents, which I mean, we did with them over the summer. Like we didn't really have like those opportunities with it. Well, I don't know if grandma and granddaddy like did homework with our parents. They probably didn't, but no. they definitely sat down and had dinner every day because they had no other option. And, and no, I think this illustrates a point. I think to be around your family isn't necessarily synonymous with building memories. Cause I can certainly envision a scenario where you ask uh, your mom, like, Hey, what were the best memories you had growing up and it's certainly I don't envision them saying we went to Texas and had this great vacation once or we went to this place and had this great vacation I think it's I think one I think it'd be centered more around the siblings the relationship with their siblings more so than the relationship with the parents and I also think that it would be rooted in like everyday basic things like or basic over there like oh, we went fishing this one time or we did this this one time and not really built off of what we view as traditionally like um, mem- like memory building type of activities like on this cool trip or, you know, going to sporting events or, or doing that or like being involved in certain things at school that your parents came and supported you at. I can't, and I'm not saying it didn't happen, but maybe you talk to your mom about it, but like, I can't envision that being their story. Like, oh yeah, we used to have these things at school and, and mom and dad used to always come. No, yeah, it's not that at all. I think the highlight of my mom's life, like one of the stories that she told me is like, I mean, like our grandparents had freaking nine kids. Like they definitely ain't have the money like that. And I think like the highlight of like one of my mom's Christmases is she was just like, I just knew I wasn't going to get anything for Christmas and I was fine with it. And granddaddy came home with a sewing machine for her. And like, she was just like so happy because she just knew she wasn't going to get anything. And a lot of the stories that she tells me is not like trips or stuff. It's just like memories that she has with like her brothers or sisters. Like we have this aunt who is like psychotic. I know we've talked about her a million times, but she was always fighting people. And my mom would just talk about like how like she would have to intervene because she was just always fighting and like biting, like she would bite people, like bite the flesh off of them. Like she's literally psychotic still to this day. And just like- Not your mom, by the way. She's not talking about her mom. Her mom's not crazy. No, I said an aunt that we have. Yeah, but I'm just saying- That too is crazy. 
but it like just says like and then it just shows like how like the it just shows like the qualities that are most important and I know for our parents it's family like over everything like no matter how crazy my aunt is like if I talk about her to my mom my mom will be like do not talk about my sister like she will have her back a hundred percent my mom knows she is like crazy in the head she knows a hundred percent but like she's just like do not talk about my sister like if I say something bad about anybody that's in our family like my mom does not care if I'm her daughter like she's gonna check me just like how I am with certain family members, but my, our parents are like that about everybody. Like they are gonna ride for them to like the wheels fall off and they don't care like how crazy they are. Like me, I'm like that about you, but I mean, other cousins, I'm like, whatever. Like I'll talk about her with you because I don't even like her that much. But And, and the thing that's crazy about it is like, so when we look at family and that kind of horoscope, and I think this kind of go hand goes hand in glove with the whole work-life balance is like where you put uh, family on the hierarchy of your importance. I think when we talk about the idea of what we view as family, it certainly, it was different for our parents because their cousins were like, and I'm not talking about cousins who grew up like you and I, who grew up like as siblings. I'm talking about cousins they might've seen once a year. Like those are like family, family. And now like, as they get old, oh, so-and-so son is just going to come stay with us. Like, it would be like that at our house. And I'm like, who? Like, like, I don't even know them. Like, that's like, a stranger. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, they're going to just, they're going to stay where? Like, <laughs> she's like, they're going to stay here. And it's like, and it's that type of thing. And it's a beautiful thing to a certain extent, because it's like, I remember once when we went to the inauguration with, you know, for the Obama, where we just rolled up on our, my cousin that I didn't even know what was my cousin. And they were like, yeah, y'all gonna just go stay with your cousin. And I was like, I ain't never heard of these people a day in my life. But, and like, but it's like they came and picked us up in the middle of the night where there was a blizzard exactly. and like took us in. But I think that's also like just having like Southern hospitality. It's a Southern yeah. thing. Like, I feel like people that grew up in California would be like, I don't do that. Or their parents would be like, no, that's not a thing for us. But definitely that's a quality that was instilled in our parents. But I feel like because they were so busy with us, like we missed that. Yeah. And, and I think to a certain extent, like, when it comes to that and, and like I said it goes hand in glove with the conversation because part of it and, and we hate to frame it in this way because then it seems like you pit something above your family but a lot of times when you have a family and you're thinking about work-life balance I have this like thought with my dad all the time because I know my dad a lot of times just sitting at home by himself and I go well the more time I'm at work then the less time I can I have to hang out with him and I feel like that's constantly a decision that people have to make in their everyday lives. And a lot of times your thought process is, well, I work for the people who are at home. So like by being at work, I'm also doing something for them. But a lot of times it is that lack of time. You, you think about it and it is sometimes they would have rather you have just been there. Like I know personally, like when I don't go to Jarrell's game, even though, even if I, you know, give him money towards him being able to play maybe he wants gloves maybe he needs socks or or something like that it's not the same as him being able to look in the stands and see me there and mm -hmm. i think so often a lot of us are not in the stands and and, and i mean and i mean in the stands of life i don't just mean exclusively for a sporting event some of y'all got kids who 
like have these niche activities. Maybe they maybe they enter video games. Maybe they do plays. Maybe they play soccer. Maybe they. But you're not in the stands for them, and you're not you're not every day supporting their dreams and around them, and you're not somebody they can touch because it's like every they see you on a schedule. It's always okay, seven o'clock, my dad gets home and this is when I see my dad or seven o'clock, my mom gets home and I have from this time to this time to hang out with them because then it's sleep and then I'm getting ready. And there's nothing wrong with that. And to a certain degree, it's a necessity, but these are the type of conversations that I don't think people really ever flesh out and really think about in, in totality. No, a hundred percent. I think like that's what I mean, to me, like thinking about it, that's what's most important. It's just like, oh yeah, like go, like making a living and, you know, being able to live and have housing and clothes is fine. Like we don't need like a ton of those tangible things, but I think what's most important is like making memories like with your family. But also I realized at the same time that living here in America, it is very difficult to do both. And that's just something that's like with our government. Like we literally live in a country where it's like, they are going to work us to death. Exactly. And it's just having to be accountable and taking time to be like, no, I want to do this. Or I'm going to have to do something else because I want to show up to this. I need to go to this graduation. I need to be at this baby shower. Like sending a gift is just not enough. Like it's just all about showing up. And I feel like for a lot of us, that's the default, like, oh, I'll just send something. And I feel like you and I had this thing where we really had to consider that because we, as a lot of you guys know who listen to us, we were taking the bar and we both had busy work schedules and it was our grandparents, uh, it was our grandpa's birthday. And um, we, we wanted to certainly be there for it, but then we're thinking like, oh my gosh, we're going to be tired. We're going to... Um, have to be at work that that Monday and it was like again it was that battle of you know what to do but I think we both ultimately came to the conclusion that it was just a memory he had to have and it was a memory that we had to have about all of us going there together and we never really do much while we're there but it's it's that memory that as we continue to get old I think irrespective of that we weren't doing something per se it's the fact that we were around each other. And that becomes, and here's the thing, this is what I will say about learning that I've learned by losing my mom and with my dad. They yeah. never did, like, like my mom and dad never did a bunch of stuff together. They were like homebodies and stuff like that. But looking at the difference now, when you're just around people you love, that makes the whole, it makes a whole lot different. Regardless of where you're at, if you're just around people that you love around the person that you you know that you're in love with if you if you are just around that person the difference between a mansion and an apartment isn't isn't the grand canyon mm-hmm. it really just isn't it's it's really your everyday life is so it's enhanced by the relationships that you forge so when you put a hyper focus on the material and the working hard even when you're doing that for the benefit of of that loved one it's not a substitute for the actual time that they have to be around you. Yeah. And I know that saying that is just sounds like it's so simple, but I feel like for listeners, like you won't feel the magnitude of what we're saying until like you have someone that's not around anymore. 
I know like even like what you were just mentioning like, for our grandfather's birthday, like he's in his 90s and he's always saying like, I'm going to be like going any day now, like all of these things and like just us showing up, like even though like around this time, like plane tickets have like skyrocketed and I'm just like, it doesn't even make sense for me to pay $700 to go to Louisiana. It's stupid, but like the money and all of that didn't even matter. Like my grandfather was so excited to know that we were all there. He can't even see, but it just made his life. Like, it was just like, oh my goodness, I'm so happy I got that opportunity. And like something that I think about all the time that I just hate is like, I mean, everyone knows that the first time like I took the California bar, it did not pass and I was it was right before Thanksgiving and I just was feeling like in a huge slump. And we usually have, we coordinate Thanksgivings, like whether it's in Vegas or Dallas. And that was a year that we were supposed to be in Dallas. And I was just like in this depressed mood and I didn't want to go to Thanksgiving. So I stayed by myself, but that was my last Thanksgiving that I could have spent with my aunt. And I regret that to this day that I did not go because like I was in my own personal feelings over like some shit that ultimately doesn't even matter because like you know like where I'm at right now but <laughs> it's just like I rather have been able to have that memory to say like oh my goodness we had such a good time we did charades like my aunt is terrible at these games that we play but it was still a good time card revoke. and I had like like we play games like we drink we have a good time and I wish that I could have had like that last Thanksgiving or last Christmas instead of being by myself like I should have went to Louisiana too so now that I have that perspective every time there's like a family event I show up and it's not even just family like we treat our friends like family too so like showing up for them is equally just as important like if my friends have like a birthday or a trip like I do my best to show up for them and it's just like you know I'm gonna have to work on the road you know and I think that's unfair because we do have like a lot of leisure with our careers and like how we can do work and show up and a lot of people have to like physically go and clock in but what is also a blessing is that I mean it's was like a blessing that came with distress is that like remote working and it's very important to take advantage of that because you can work from anywhere and still be present and be able to get those family opportunities and, you know, live the work-life balance a little bit more. But I, having this conversation, it makes me just want to lobby so much for having four-day work weeks because it's so important. What are we living for? In essence, we're living to make memories and, like, be with our family. Like, that's important. That makes me want to have a family, but it's just like the world is so expensive. I can't afford it. And, and you know, it's crazy is <laughs> as, as, as we look back on our lives, a lot of times the fondest memories that your parents and, and, and well, our parents had was just being around, you know, bring around their family. I remember, and I don't, I can't speak for you, Destiny. I would, I would say that is true. I hated going to Louisiana. I mean, mm -hmm. living, living in the city, going from the city to going to the country of Louisiana, it was just, it was the worst for us. And we never understood why our parents didn't look at it that way. Like they didn't go like, oh shit, we're going to Louisiana. And it's because it was like, they got to be around people. And I remember like the hardest I've ever seen my mom laugh. was. I feel that they would tell us like, there's going to be a day that you ain't going to be able to do this and you're going to wish you did. Exactly. And, and they're so right. Like I remember when we went to your graduation 
and my mom laughed so hard. I think she passed out. Was that at your graduation or was that in Louisiana? One no, the- I think that was in San Diego. We were playing games. Like we were yeah. playing like- she, she laughed so hard. Like she, like she like phys- crying. Yeah, she physically passed out. And to this day, that's one of my fondest memories that I have. And it's something simple. It's not necessarily we were in Paris and we saw the Eiffel Tower. It's a lot of times it's the bonding. And here's the thing. And Destiny knows she'll vouch for this. It's not necessarily that it has to be all your family when you're considering your work-life balance. It doesn't necessarily have to be your extended extended family, but certainly find people that are very important to you. And that could be friends, like you said. It could be your friends that you really value and that you make an effort to do things outside of the workplace with that build memories and that make you happy. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to remember. You're not going to go and say, like when you close your are about to close your eyes for the last time, you're going to be not going to be like, well, I'm glad I made these millions of dollars. Now, you might think of the things you did with the million dollars. You might think like I got to go. But to when Paris. you're doing it yourself, it's not going to be like that good of a memory. You're going to want to bring people along. Exactly. And that and that's what you really got to think about when it's the work life balance. And I had to check myself about um, something before my friends had like a thing that they didn't invite me to. And I'm like, bro, why did you guys not invite me? And they were like, bro, you just never show up. Every time we invite you, you never go. So we was like, at the point, it's like, yeah, we just felt like, yo, we, we'll see you at work or we'll see you in class, but we're just not going to see you at the event because you're never there. And I'm like, am I really never there? And they they had the receipts. They're like, we went here at this time. You didn't go this, 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 and this. And then you realize, man, like, and these are people I all have really good relationships with, but it made me realize, they all, like, I'm not present. They're over here building these memories that I'm not a part of, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's not this FOMO, but it's it's more so of you realize- You feel a little bit awkward when they're like, remember that time and you weren't there and you can't recall? Now, and that do, that does happen sometimes. And I'm like, damn. And, and like, when we were, we got together, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I haven't been present for a lot of this stuff. And that is something that I have to do better at. And I think my life would be enhanced if I put a greater importance on those sorts of things. No, a hundred percent. And yeah, I don't know what the work balance important was. I think we kind of concluded that it's family over everything. <laughs> exactly. Friends and family over everything. We just work because we're compelled to. And these are two people who both work over 40 hour weeks, like consistently. We are compelled to. I hate it. We both consistently work over 40 hours and we're telling you guys, Yes, it's good to get the fruits of your labor, but it's also like a good thing to like yeah. not worry and so I'm much sure, about the labor. I'm sure if we had someone coming from like an opposite perspective, they would tell us like how important it is to work and how, I don't know how they can make that argument, but I'm sure there's a different perspective out there. And yeah, like I think that, you know, you just got to find the balance because both are very, both ver- both are very much very important and you just have to find that equal you know balance between the two but I feel like this was a good combo and it's something that people always think about unconsciously just wanting to be present and then wanting to be the best in your career and it's just like yeah like it needs to be a conversation but thank you guys all for joining us this week we will catch up with you again next 
All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.